0: This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by the new Matchroom Boxing signing, Lerone Richards. Oh, hi Larone. big smile on your face there.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy. Um, it's been a very busy day and um, I'm very excited.
0: As well you should be. Um, as I mentioned, new signing, new start for yourself. Just talk to us a little bit about the move over from Queensbury to Matchroom. What prompted the decision?
1: You know, um, the contract of Queensbury Promotions ended and... Um, Only a few days ago, and my uh, advisory team, management team, S-Jam, they um, contacted Eddie Hearn, told him I was available, and the deal was done within a day. (laughs) It's quite, everything's happened so quick, and um, yeah, I'm very happy as you can see, and the future's bright. I just can't wait.
0: Eddie said to me that the deal was done within an hour. Eddie sometimes likes to, likes to embellish on things, but um, we'll, we'll go with that. He said that he saw you box many, many years ago on a matchroom show, and he said that he regretted
1: not getting you then, but now he's pleased that he's got his man. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember in a whole show. Um, Tommy Coyle boxed uh, another a Mexican in a barnstormer. Bar. That's the one, yeah, i uh, boxed boxing that show, and uh, yeah, that was a while ago, <laughs> it was, it's ages ago that was, um, but yeah, he said he saw me there, and, and then uh, recommended me to Tony Bellew, where I helped Tony Bellew um, prepare for the Adonis Stevenson fight. Big year for you.
0: you you've, you've changed You're now with Dave Coldwell, who's, who's sat just over there. I'll be catching up with him shortly. And now with a new promoter in Eddie Hearn. 2020 has not been a, a great year for a lot of people. It seems like you've used the time to really evaluate your, your situation and kind of further your career.
1: Yeah, because the last time I saw you, or the last time we done an interview, I was in Vegas, and I was you know, training out there with Joe, with Ishmael Salas, and then the pandemic came. Uh, and then I needed to find a coach, a teacher, and Dave Coldwell was the man. And yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm really, uh, really happy about the way my career is um, moving forward now.
0: What was it about Dave Coldwell, as you mentioned? Yeah, last time I saw you was in um, in Las Vegas uh, under the great Ishmael Salah, somebody else who I have a, you know an awful lot of respect for. What was it about Dave Coldwell that was the right fit for you, and how do you see yourself progressing under him? Well, initially,
1: before I went to Vegas, I wanted to train with Dave Coldwell, but obviously. Joe was going out to Vegas and Sam Jones and Adam Morley was like, how about you try Ismael Salas? Because at the time I didn't have a coach. So I went out, um, trained with Ismael Salas, learned so much out there, great experience, lovely man. Um, and then came back and I was like, you know what, I want to train with Dave Coldwell. Um, I've rated him very highly for a while. I see what he's done with Tony Bellew, um, Ryan Rhodes, um, and seen what he do with Jordan Gill and Hopi Price. And I thought, you know what, I want to be a part of that stable.
0: So you vacated your British and Commonwealth titles. Um, What's the plan for you now? Where where are you going now? I know the WBC Silver route, or you were looking at a route down the WBC. Is that still the plan under amateur boxing?
1: Yeah, um, the plan is obviously to move forward now. The British and Commonwealth titles, I've done that. You know, I was British champion for going up to a year, Um, Commonwealth champion going on two years, and um, I just want to step up now with my career and move forward towards European level. Um, I'm realistic. And uh, I want to conquer Europe first before I move on to world level. And My main goal right now is the European title, so hopefully I'll get a shot at that next year.
0: Now, something that me and you spoke briefly about yesterday when you were here incognito um, was the, the £168 roster that matchroom boxing have, the middleweights, the super middleweights. How big of a lure was that for you to come over here? You've got Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Daniel Jacobs, all of those guys on this side of the street, so to speak
1: yeah it's unbelievable you know you know with the promotion i was with before i would say i was the best um, super middleweight you know under that stable and i was no longer looking up because i was you know top dog now it's like i have to start from the beginning i'm looking up i'm seeing these fighters that are ranked above me billy joe callum smith the john riders you know and uh, you know i can't wait to get in the mix with them within the next 18 months If you could take one of those fights,
0: we're going to push Canelo to one side for a minute. Obviously, he's got business to deal with, with Callum Smith. Which one of those fights would you like in the next 18 months? No pressure. I'm not going to put it as the title. I want Danny Jacobs. I want this I want that. Which one of those fights tickles your fancy? Whoever's the champion. And that's my answer. Good answer. I liked it. Um, We've spoke about Canelo versus Callum Smith. That was announced about 48
1: hours ago. What do you make of that fight? You know, I'm, I'm intrigued in the fight. You know, like I said before, I wish Carlos before the best. He's a Brit and I want him to win. I want him to, you know, perform to his best potential and hopefully get the win. Yeah.
0: OK, well, Lerone, today has been a very long day for you. You've done, very, you've done an awful lot of interviews, so I'm going to leave you to it for today and I will catch up with you sometime soon. But congratulations on your move. Wish you all the best with it. Larone Richards, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you very
1: much. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers.
2: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
3: Do you know what? That's what I might
2: do. I might say, right. I uh, want war drums. How. Little hip. Coon Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. What, Frank?
1: I wondered who was making all the racket. He wants a Sorry knockout bonus. Huh? He wants a knockout bonus. He's got a knockout bonus, hasn't he? Oh, he is. Have I? Yeah. If he knocks him out, he gets another
3: bite and I want, no, I want, like a, I want a multi-fight deal. Multi-fight deal? <laughs> <laughs> with perks. <laughs> what's, what's a perk?
2: He wants a fridge in his room. <laughs> uh, I'll get you a fridge. I don't know. Do you want yeah. a fridge in
3: it? Uh, no, I've got a fridge. Alright,
1: I've got a fridge. Anything else? Just here? got nothing to put in it. <laughs> 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 Do you want
2: me to get you some stuff to put in? No. Uh, thank you. Kunkasius, <laughs> uh, IFL TV, MTK Global here with Thomas Little. Thomas Israel Little. What up? <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for turning that down. It was just, I was about to keep off. Yeah, I know, I know. It's um, um, Just a reaction, really, from you from yesterday. You kept your call. Yeah. Was that difficult? Hmm. You
3: never know. Could have well listened. Cool. You know what I'm like. Listen, I ain't really too bothered if he bought him in ten men. To be honest, with you going on like a raving lunatic. Then what's it's gonna be? What it's gonna be, innit? Nobody got up to me, so I ain't really got got too much to worry about.
2: He was desperately, obviously, trying hard to yeah. push your buttons over the space of a good ten minutes.
3: Yeah, but he was talking about irrelevant stuff. Like stuff about him and Philip. I don't really care about him and Philip. All I care about is me and him. How can I judge him? How can I pick him over Philip when Philip's proved what he's done? Listen, tomorrow's, tomorrow's his proving point. Tomorrow's his proving point. I like I like both of them. I like him and Philip. I ain't got a problem with either one of them. Do you know what I mean? it's the fight game that's it but he's like he says he's a, he's a very emotional man and things obviously get to him I, I don't know I don't know what, what's what got to him but because I've been relatively quiet I think
2: Um. from the normal you talking about potential fighters fights fights you're in I suppose yeah I suppose you have been a little bit more lower key shall we say
3: yeah, it was, it was a listen. I'm never gonna stop being me. There's all this is always me because I'm I'm real. There ain't no water ego with me. I ain't gotta make myself someone else to get a job done. I know what I've done, I know how hard I've worked, it's right here on us. That's it. Might like, stop chucking your toys out the now. Do you know what I mean? That's what that means is he, he took a flint flinch me I thought, oh well up, well, well, we're here now. Sad heat. Got the car keys in my pocket ready. That I ain't even got a car. <laughs> no, um, I robbed someone's keys. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I might have. But, um, no, then he started cuddling me.
2: That was Alan, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it? The savage that was. That Alan. is the
3: need for someone in a white coat to have a chat to you. When you turn like, there and like nothing's happened, like he's, he's oblivious to what's happened. I actually like I like The Savage. I think me and him are going to get on very well. Very, very well. I don't think we got on very well yesterday. I was all willing to be friends and whatever not. He just didn't want to have none of it. He was on about... Oh, he just didn't like me very much, did he? <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know why he reckons I've disrespected him, but... Look, if I didn't believe I was gonna beat him, I wouldn't have rung up and re asked for the fight after I turned it down. After I didn't know anything about him, watched him, had a little look. Do you know what I mean? For once in my life, Coogan, I've been a bit smart. Got myself a few week head start in training. Okay, so, look, for me, the hard work's done. I ain't got to try and sell it, I ain't got to jump up and down, I ain't got to try and convince people, I ain't got to mask nothing, ready to go, ready, 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 ready. And I want to put this to bed as well, they generally think that I'm going to, going to go to war with a man that is a raving lunatic, But like if they anybody generally believes that, come on, we all know boxing, it's the art of hitting and not getting hit. Mm. Clean, crisp, clinical boxing. Or, the jiffy might turn up and I might smash Wembley-Iranian down to the ground.
2: Try not to do that.
3: It's pretty big, to be fair. Take me a while.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and you'll probably have your purse withheld and have to My pay for damages. My purse
3: pay for one of them windows have <laughs>
2: Um, well, you're weighing in shortly, in a couple of hours. Light. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt K.O. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt K.O. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
0: This is Rob Tebbutt for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by The Savage. Or am I talking to Alan or The Savage at the minute?
4: Uh, uh, just a minute, is this IFL TV? No. I thought you were for Coogan, brother. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> no, I love Boxing Social. <laughs> Great,
0: thank you very much. Well, we love you. Um, I've been banging the drum about The Savage on all over social media in the last six weeks. It's really nice to, uh, to see you. The last time I saw you was before your professional debut a long while ago now. Um, you've you've cu- has changed. <laughs> a lot has
4: changed. Yeah.
0: What's changed?
4: Well, everything's changed. My whole life has changed. You know, but it was instantly. You know, when I won my first fight, I I, I uh, did a fo- Facebook post that said, "From now on, call me the savage." I didn't even realize it then. I was just that was just an idea, and now I can switch it off. <laughs> I went on, you know, it's crazy. We've heard all this week about the savage army.
0: What does that mean to you in such a short space of time as a professional? You've already gathered such a big fan base already.
4: What does that mean to you? Yeah, it means everything. That's why I box. You know, listen, if fans don't want to see me, I'm never going to box. You know, they they called for this fight with Tom Little. and that's why I give it to them. You know, and of course, uh, it just means everything. That's why I box. You know, because out of that, it's going to come everything else. You know, I understand that because if the fans don't want to see you, you're not going to fight. You can be, I don't know, it can be. Michael Jordan or boxing, but they're not going to fight. So I just work for the fans over time, and I'm going to give them blood in the ring. Picking it straight back up there, quick battery change. to apologize, Mr. Savage. Um, This week,
0: you've spoken about not feeling like you've... Well, I wonder if you you can tell me what you mean by the other day when you said, you know, back home, people are... The media are against me. Everybody is against me. Explain that.
4: Well, it's not really like that. Listen, I have a vast savage army, you know, and they are all perfect. It's like 8, 90% is good, but that 10% just bothers me, you know, just, they write shit, they talk shit, you know, and my media just transfers everything negative about me, I can't understand it, you know, I'm from Croatia, from a small country, I represent Croatia here, you know, I'm gonna give my heart out, I'm gonna give my blood tomorrow in that ring, and they write. Uh, they write wrong. They write all wrong. They, they say I only talk about Kruvich. I, I talk about everybody. I talk about Davidler. I talk about Tom Riddle. About every single fighter. I don't fucking care. You know, I just say what is on my mind. You know, if that is so wrong, then prison me. prison me. What the fuck should I do? You know, I don't even know how to act anymore. You know, because I really do it all for the fans. And then some of the fans are like, "What are you doing?" I don't understand. You know? but it's okay. I think everybody goes through it. Uh, like I said, I, I was just read about Evander Holyfield. So they were on him like for 10 years, you're too small for heavy, but he was one of the greatest heavy of all time. So if, if they talk like that to Evander Holyfield, well, what should I expect? You know? <laughs> just it, It's the part of the job.
0: Do you think that's because, I mean, I don't want to bring Filip Hergovic's name up, but you've just mentioned him. Do you think it's because Filip Hergovic, you know, is an ex-Olympian? Do you think people kind of favour him over you? Do you think that's where it comes no, from?
4: Listen, actually, they favour me, actually. But they go on him even more than they do on me. And That is also what, what is not good, because the day he gets it a lot worse. He gets it because his persona is not very likeable, you know. I'm a likeable guy, you know, so I, you can't say nothing more about me. Than you, than you imagine, you know. But he had it a lot, lot rougher, and I'm, I'm sorry for him, also, you know. They shouldn't be say stuff like that about him. They shouldn't. You know. He doesn't even give interviews anymore. I understand him now. I'm gonna be the same as him, you know. Everybody's calling me. I give them interviews day before the fight to my creation, and now they're writing bollocks, you know. I can't understand. I'm not gonna talk to them, you know.
0: Very interesting, the first I've really heard of it this week when you mentioned it, so it is interesting to me and confuses me because as you mentioned, Croatia is not a country known for producing an awful lot of boxers, um, so you would think that you, know, you would have a massive support back home.
4: Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best country in the world, you know, I love it, I live it every day, but it's so harsh, you know? it's so harsh, uh, when you succeed everybody will try to put you down, you know, it is hard but that's why we are so strong, you know? because when you survive that, you get out of that. This is easy. England is easy for me. UK fans are real fans. We don't actually have fans. You know, we just have people who think they're best of everything. You know, I got guys telling me what to do. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, you're out there on your computer all day and you're telling me what to do. I just don't do that. You know, they would never tell it to my face. You know, that's what bothers me. You know, like Mike Tyson era. You, you, you need to come to Mike Tyson and tell him that you're not going to do that. Just, now you can just write on the internet you know, and then thats it touches me, you know, because I'm an emotional guy, you know, and it sometimes messes with my head, but it's okay, it's part of the job. You,
0: know. you mentioned Mike Tyson there, you mentioned the Holyfield, there's a lot of talk at the minute about smaller heavyweights, big heavyweights, there's talk about the WBC bridgeweight division, which is up to 224. How annoyed are you by people continually asking you about your size?
4: I'm not annoyed, I'm like you asked me, I'm not annoyed, you know, but uh, I can't wait to prove them wrong. Listen, Tom Little is far bigger than me. Oh, what is he like? One stone heavier. 16'10". 16'10", 10. 10, and I am what 15'3". Yeah. So that's a lot of big difference. You're going to see it doesn't mean nothing. I'm going to come forward, I'm going to be the man in charge. You know? You're going to see it tomorrow. Just just look at the fight. I don't even know what's going to happen and I'm telling you that. That's how confident I am. You know? Because the real heavyweights, when I ask you, what's your best heavyweight ever? What did you say? Best heavyweight ever. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. He was 220. He, was, he started his professional career with 86 kilos. You know that.
0: Light heavyweight gold medal in the Olympics.
4: He's, that is the real heavyweight. Is the, Muhammad Ali is a perfect example. He's not bigger than me. You know, he's, he's thinner and a little, little bit uh, higher, but that's it. You know? and I think people forgot that. Now they're all bigger, better, they're all going to be Klitschkos and Joshuas, we can't, brother, you know, we can't be Klitschkos and Joshuas, you know.
0: What do you make of Tom Little this week? Now, it was all very friendly until you got on the stage yesterday and then it kind of turned not so friendly quite quickly. Why was that?
4: Well, listen, I I always speak what's on my mind Mm. and I think that's the problem (laughs) because a lot of people don't like, but uh, where were you when I was nobody? I was still thinking the same thing. So you can't tell me now something, you know. You should be there ten years ago and you know, help me with something and then tell me what should I do. I learned this all by myself. I learned English all by myself. I had bad grades in schools. I had F in English once and you know. So I learned everything about myself. And why should I now start to listen to somebody who you don't know better than me. You didn't go through what I go through, you know. And that's about the me because Tom Little talk shit all week, whole week. And I was just I was I was, I was deluded. I was like, why, why is he doing that? I've, I've been so good to him. You know, there's a guy who had three years, never won a round. He never won a round in three years. I never said it. You know, I never said stuff like that. I could have, but I wouldn't. And he talks like that about me. I have five knockouts in ten rounds. So it's crazy. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. And then I just snapped, and I just uh, because listen, one thing about the savage, I'm never gonna uh, be. Uh, I'm not going to leave it at something. I've got to finish the job. I've got to say to him everything I need to say. And i said it all. I don't want to look at him right now. After the fight, if he apologises to me, I'm going to bring him back to the Savage Army. He's going to be my friend. Because I like him. Alan likes him. But if he doesn't do that, then fuck off. I'm not going to talk to him again. That's it.
0: Well, first of all, your English is very good. It's better than some English fighters who I speak to, so well done with that. Um, what are you expecting from Tom Little that you haven't had in those 10 rounds so far? Anything? Nothing?
4: Nothing. What can I expect, brother? What? You saw his every fight. What do you expect? <laughs> he's going to be the same. Listen, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. It's the gold saying in, in gold saying in uh, in boxing. So he's going to do nothing. Uh, he's going to do nothing, brother. If he does something, he's going to be knocked out. If he doesn't uh, do Something he's going to last for maybe three rounds, like Neil Kennedy. He's that kind of fighter. Neil Kennedy was even stronger than he is. Shandelo Winters is a far greater puncher than he is. Tom Little is a pillow puncher. Everybody knows that, you know. So I th- he, what, what can he do? Tell me, what can he do? If he starts slugging with me, it's going to be a short night over. If he starts running like he is going to, and put, putting that jab, I don't know what they call him, he's going to survive a few rounds, and that's it.
0: Do you want him to survive a few rounds? Do you want him to, to hang around in there so you can showcase some other parts of your skill set, other parts of your skills?
4: No, I don't, I don't have a need to showcase. I do what I do. You know, I can't. Like I, like I said, I can't tell you I will do it. But that is only the plan. And plan. When I go into the ring, there's nothing left. Just me and him. I just see his face. I see a bullseye. And that's it. The savage kicks on. and I'm not going to showcase nothing. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill it. You know?
0: You mentioned Dave Allen, that was a fight that was, that was earmarked for you and discussed for you for, uh, for a period of time. He's now retired from the sport. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, listen, I wish him all the best. You know, I would say that I was a big fan of Dave Allen, you know, and I still am. You know, I, I follow his journey. It is from mud to gold, You know, so I really like his story. He's not a very good technical boxer. Some, someone would say I'm not a good technical boxer, so they're they uh, they putting Dave Allen and me in the same kind of category. So I don't have a problem with that. You know? I think they have done it all. He's done it all. It's, people don't know how hard it is just to go into the fight. Let right alone with all the pressure on my back. You know, Everybody's waiting for me to lose. <laughs> Everybody, all my country, is waiting for me to lose. You know? I, that's not good, but it is what it is. got to deal with that. You know?
0: It seems to me like you have what we call a siege mentality. Us against the world. Is that right?
4: What do you mean by us?
0: The savage army against the world.
4: Well yeah i do i do i didn't even realize that, but I do I really do because I learned that uh, people turn back on you, you know? and Dillian told me also Dylan is my manager you know I learned a lot from Dylan and he told me you know in the boxing there is a lot of sellouts and i'm starting to see that you know <laughs> people just turning back and i i I'm, I'm already i'm uh, just at the beginning and I'm all chaos and even now they're turning back on me and going to other fighters so listen, what can you expect? you know you can only you can only build your own fort, you know, and be strong. You know, because if you're not strong, you're gonna, you not gonna even make it to the fight in this world.
0: Okay. Well, Alan, before I let you go, what message have you got? Tom Little will definitely be watching
4: this interview because I'll show it to him when I go out there. What message have you got for Tom Little ahead of tomorrow night? Well, listen, Tom Little made the Savage angry, yeah, and he he wanted to meet the Savage, so Savage is here, you know, and you're gonna gonna see him tomorrow, and I'm gonna prove the world again, again, and again. <laughs> what Savage can do.
0: Final prediction?
4: KO, for sure. If he, if he does what he said, he will. you can show him that. If you do what you say, be a man of your word and, and go, slug it out with me, old school, it's over in the first round. If he doesn't do that, like I think he's not, he's going to run around, he can maybe survive a few rounds.
0: OK, well, we look forward to it. The Savage, Alan Babich, real pleasure to speak to you. As I say, I've been a big fan and an admirer of yours throughout this year. Look forward to seeing you in the ring on Saturday night.
4: Thank you, did a lot of good videos about me, so thank you, yeah.
0: You're
5: very welcome.
0: <laughs> this is Rob Turbot for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Joined once again by Tom Little here in the bubble, ahead of his bout with Alan
3: Babich. How are you, Tom? Officially the thickest man in boxing. (laughs) I didn't realise I was so unknowledgeable. Is that a word?
0: I don't think it really much matters whether it's a word or not after the quiz that we've just done.
3: Whoa, that was really bad.
0: (laughs) How did it feel coming so close to becoming the chief support but to be robbed at the last minute by Fabio Wardley?
3: Didn't even want to be chief support anyway. Like, didn't really care. Like, but it was such a shambolic quiz. Like, that was so one-sided. Like, literally, I even see you making eyes at him. Like, it's B. B.
0: There was no multiple choice. What do you mean it was B? I don't know. I weren't really listening.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tom, we didn't really speak about um, Mr. Babbitt yesterday. We did speak about um, some other things. Um spoke about some hedgehogs and one or two other bits and pieces which of course was all um for show and if you're watching this from the um the rspcc then the um I do
3: not condone anything unpc pc that comes out of my mouth i think that's about covered it all was not it so don't listen to anything i say unless you like it then listen to all of it but if you don't like it then it's not real you're not even watching it it's cool stay true homeboy
0: there we go, that's the disclaimer out of the way for um anybody who was gonna come after Tom for his um alleged love of hedgehogs. Um, yeah, moving on, Alan Babbit wasn't very happy with you today at the press conference. It's all been quite pally so far, and today something um something happened. A switch was flipped.
3: Yeah. Sad really. Obviously you must have got to him a little bit, I think. Dunno know about all. He ain't done anything. But he's- going on about you're taking Ergovic like, I don't care about their relationship do you know what I mean I generally like Alan and I generally like Philip just because he got a problem with him I can't have a problem with him do you know what I mean like, I don't want that man to come looking for me either. Like, I already got punched in the face by him like, I thought he was going to punch me in the face and like, where were, can, can you answer it? where was security like, where were they like, what were they doing because if nobody can tell me that I weren't close to getting hit well, Eddie was
0: in there. Eddie's quite a
3: sizeable doing? unit. Yeah, he's going to protect something other than himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think his bum was chewing the seat harder than mine. No, nah, do you know what it is? You know what? I'm just one of them. I couldn't tend to take it. I, I, I started, like, giggling and, like, laughing, probably making the situation a bit worse. But, like, it's one of them that I don't care if someone's have a fight with me outside, inside, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be a banger of a fight. I knew he was going to, going to do this. I generally didn't know like he was going to do it. Not that we planned it, but it's just him, isn't it? It's like he's getting himself ready. He's getting himself war. Oh, he wants to pick out anything that he can can do. He's trying to pick things out about me. Like, oh, I haven't, I haven't won in God knows how long. Okay, that's not the me then. You sit and talk to the me now. That's irrelevant to the whole situation. There was a lot of irrelevant points that he was getting angry about, and that's what worried me. Like, how bad is he actually going to take it when I actually win? Because I was under the, the thing that me and him were going to be friends and have a drink, and I really can't see that. I generally think I'm going to need security to come and take me to my room with an ice pack on my head, and, like, I'll have to celebrate alone. And that's sad. I don't want to celebrate alone. Alan, if you watch this... I won't give up on us...
0: So you obviously know Alan very well, or you know him well, well I enough.
3: I thought I did, until today. Until that fiasco, I thought I knew him. And then he goes and lays that shit on me. Do you know what I mean? You know, I thought we were buds. I thought we were like homies. Do you remember the first time that you met him? Today. <laughs> never met the guy before yesterday. Had you not? No, I never met him before. I spoke to him on the internet and that. We had a hint internet romance. He captured my heart. I told him some lies, and <laughs> no do you know what it is I did like the thing is the thing is with it people's are like what he's actually upset about people's ask me genuine questions, like how can i how can I say oh right yeah, I think he'd beat Philip Ergovic, when it's been a bit evident how well Philip Ergovic is going and what he's done and Everything, do you know what I mean? If them two were fighting and whatever not, I'd I'd be like, listen, boys, go scrap it out. I wish you both be- best of luck, and I wouldn't have a word to say on it. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that me and him are due to fight, and he's more upset the fact that I'm taking Phillip's side in their argument, that's worrying. Like that, that is worrying. Like I like. I really don't know like listen we're cool I hope we're cool anyway he seemed cool outwards. I was going to ask about that because
0: it seemed like he kind of snapped out of it straight away as soon as you'd done the face off you had a little cuddle and a, a kiss and walked down the stage and it all seemed oh, to be understand. forgotten
3: <laughs> <laughs> picked what was left of my spleen up off the ground and um, yeah um, went and done bubble trouble then got mugged off by you so it's just been damn mugging Tom off, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean? Let's just, let's just mug him off. Nobody really cares. Do so you know what I mean? It's a bit hurtful. But look, nothing's going to deter me, no matter what. No matter what. Nothing's going to deter me off my job at hand. And listen, it ain't nothing personal. It ain't nothing personal. It's never been nothing personal for me ever in boxing. I just want to fulfil my own dream and desire. And just, like, Saturday ain't about Alan. It ain't about anybody else other than me proving myself right. Proving my, my own self-worth. And I think, I generally think he didn't expect me to train this hard. I generally don't. Like, he keeps on about CrossFit. I don't even know what CrossFit is. I've just trained. I've just done what my coaches have told me. I don't even know what he's talking about when he's talking about CrossFit. So, I don't know. But all I know is I've worked hard. I'm very fit. I'm very, very strong. And uh, just kind of go and... Give it the best, the best account of myself that I can, get. and I believe that's enough to be Alan. And I think a lot of people in boxing, and this is what I think got to him because he keeps on about people doubting him. People doubting him. I think he's got the consent of people like starting. To, he obviously whispers, get back. That who's backing who, and who's saying? I think that might have got to him. And listen. Go and fight your fight, Alan. Just go and fight your fight like I'm going to go and fight mine. Because trust me, I get I get told daily that he's going to knock me out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Our opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. Everybody will have one. 90% of them are full of shit. So there we go.
0: I mean, we are talking about sort of tongue-in-cheek, but I think it's... <sighs> I think he's barking up the wrong truth, expects you to be intimidated given what you've done in not only your professional career, but also your life. Would that be a fair comment, do you think?
3: Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm Like not the sort of man. I don't know what he's expecting me to do. Right? He's expecting me to go, sorry, sir. Oh, no trouble. Like, Come on, listen. Anybody anybody that knows me knows I wouldn't shy away from the devil himself. Do you know what I mean? Just take it, just take it as it comes. Keep calm, keep relaxed. And, um... Listen, if it ever comes down to anything like that, I'm probably one of the people you want on your side when it comes to that. Unlike Fabio, (laughs) who done nothing. Don't give it that now. Don't give it that now. We know what top side defence you're on, mate. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, listen, you know who your real friends are. And I clearly didn't have any in that room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fabio, put that away, please that's an explicit act from the English heavyweight champion there on Boxing Social Joe,
3: you know what I hope you get stripped for that and not stripped down to your boxers either like Robert Smith if you're watching this look at look what your champion's doing when there's people like me dying for a shot <laughs> <laughs>
0: How important is the opening round on Saturday night? How important is it for you to implement your strategy on the fight and your game plan on the fight and not allow Alan Babbitts just to walk onto you and throw loads of shots? Joe,
3: you know what it is the, uh, the opening round? Is going to be the most important round of the fight. It's going to be. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be the most important round of the fight. Let them go hard, fast, hard, fast, hard, fast, hard, fast, and uh, just keep keep on top of it. And then I will keep that pace up. I know I can keep it up. I've done it for eight weeks. Kept that pace, kept that pace, kept that pace. Um, I'm a wise old dog. And I've done that by mixing with quality heavyweights. Um, I, know, I know I'm going to have to implement my size. I'm going to have to make it count. There's going to be times when it's going to be absolute hell. I know that. I know I've got torrid time coming ahead of me. But how long can he hold that torridness up for? And um, He's going to be getting clumped back in the middle of all that. Do you know what I mean? He might be throwing ten but missing nine. And I don't think he's got the power to knock a big man out cold with one. I'll be throwing six and landing five. But not killer shots. Eye catching, quality work. Pop, 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 pop. Then the bad then I'll sit on him. Then I'll sit on him and I'll rip him on, rip him on, rip him on. Do you know what I mean? and uh, there's going to be a lot of variation in my work a lot of up close, from range up close, from range, mid range um, I've just worked everything I've worked everything out I don't see a way I lose a round I don't see a way I lose a round I've not seen a way that I lose this fight and like I said I don't want people to I don't want people to, do it, to say oh no he was untested and whatever not and like, start putting him down because I've beat him do you know what I mean? I want people to understand it's the best me ever walked to a ring. It's a better me than Ergovitch thought, it's a better me than Mazadov thought, it's a better me than Daniel thought. Is it this is this is the me that plans on going and doing something I've generally got hopes and desires on winning the British title next year. Not in a not in a minute or two, not in a year or two. Next year I wanna win a British title. So listen, let's um let's just get Saturday out of the way and, and then I'm going to have a talk to Uncle Eddie and say listen son I've done me paper round I've done it come on right prove how much you like me now help me out help a brother out
0: we've kind of talked about it in this interview also spoke about it yesterday you've made no secret in the past that you haven't always prepared as well as you potentially could have for some fights. You have in this fight, you've come in, you look in tremendous shape, everybody has said it throughout the whole week. Does that in its own way put a little bit of pressure on you this time?
3: None. For once, I've got no pressure. I've generally got none, because I know I've done everything right. And I know I box well when I've done everything right. So if I've done everything right and I'm nice, fast, sharp and I can hold it, nice, light, light, light on my feet, you know what I mean? sticking moving move when i have to don't be too brave i ain't got to be too brave with him Um, this ain't a neanderthal contest what me and him's having it ain't a neanderthal he thinks it is because i made him believe it is um but we're gonna play my game at my pace he's tried to play psychological warfare with the wrong man i've learned from some good people about getting inside people's heads and I do believe today, I've got in his head. I do generally believe. I think, you know what? I've... And I ain't even tried. That's the worst thing about it. I ain't tried to get in his head. I'm concentrating on what I'm doing. I think that's even like, triggered him even more. I actually thought he was going to hit me. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even care. Either. Before I let you go,
0: because as I said, we hadn't really spoken about the fight yesterday, we spoke about a few other things, what message have you got for Mr Babbage? Because apparently he's listening and watching your interviews and, you know, he's he's keeping a close eye on what you're saying. So what message do you have for the savage ahead of, well, you're going to see him tomorrow, so what message do you have for him?
3: If I offended or upset you in any sort of way, please, please. Do not take it personally. I love you. I value you as a very valuable friend. Let's have a, just have a fight and be done with it. And um, are we still getting pissed afterwards? Just yes or no, I do.
0: Okay. Thanks, Tom. Well, we look forward to seeing his response to that tomorrow. I'm sure it will be um, swift and savage in its own way. I <laughs> I just want
3: to say, yes, my brother, I still love you. Do you know what I mean? What's the matter? God. Like, nah, listen, I've been so serious up until today. Like, but it's just like, I'm just like, Joe. You know what? You look ready to fight now. Yeah, I just like, let's go. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's go. If someone come to me and said, right, let's have a... You and him got to fight now for your purse. Winner takes a lot, so get him down here and get his top off. Let's go. No problem. Eddie, hold the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the billion-dollar
0: bucket boy. Uh, Tom, as always, real pleasure. Thanks for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to seeing your new slender physique on the scales tomorrow, as I'm sure to
3: all of our viewers at Boxing Social. Mate, you all going to be shocked. I'm telling you, you're all going to be shocked. So listen, tune in and can't wait to um, see you on the other side.
2: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
6: This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global via Zoom. I'm joined by Mr. Mike Coppinger. Uh, How are you keeping, Mike? All good?
5: Everything good over here. Just trying to avoid another lockdown, but weather's still pretty good in L.A., so no complaints.
6: Well, we're here uh, in a lockdown in the U.K., but luckily boxing is thriving still in the U.K., as it is in in the States to some degree. Uh, A lot of news this week, Mike. Let's start with the fallout, if you like, between Terence Crawford, Bob Arum, and Top Rank. What have you made of the situation?
5: Uh, Yeah, as I laid out on The Athletic last week, it's a pretty bad situation right now with – Terrence Crawford's lawyer sending a letter back in September saying basically that, look, you guys have not delivered any marquee fights for Terrence Crawford. There's no end in sight and something needs to be done. And I'm not sure that anything's going to be done, Umar. Uh, Crawford's contract with Top Rank does expire in October 2021 for sources. And it seems that my article has created a lot of headaches now. I see, you know, Bob Aaron firing at Crawford. I didn't expect that. Crawford fired back yesterday with Akin Barak. Around the zone, so it seems that like things are just getting worse, and I don't see why PVC would come and bail out top ranking Crawford right now by extending an olive branch in the form of a fight with one of their many top welterweights. Do
6: you remember a time where a promoter has come out and criticized the profile of a, of a top guy? I'm talking of a pound for pound guy, such as Terence Crawford. Have we had that before?
5: Um, I'd have to think more on him, it, but it's definitely unusual. But look, I, I get both sides of it. I understand that Terrence Crawford is frustrated that he hasn't got the big fight. And I understand Bob Arum saying that he's overpaying Terrence Crawford. Crawford made four million on Saturday, but no one's forcing top rank to pay Crawford four million. They negotiated that. So, you know, Crawford delivered in the fight. He, he beat Carl Calbrook with ease, knocked him out in the fourth round. But um I also have to disagree with something Crawford said. And I saw Crawford say yesterday on that same show that it's Bob Arum's job to promote me. It's not my job. That's where he's wrong. It's both their jobs. Crawford has to be his biggest champion. You know, um, He has to be the one screaming from the rooftop, trying to build his own profile with top Rank assisting in that. And mm-hmm. I haven't really seen that either.
6: An example of that, I guess, is Fima Lopez.
5: Definitely. Tiafema Lopez has done a great job with the self-promotion, talks a lot of trash. He gets out there. He does every interview. And he's definitely helped his own cause with with everything he does. And Terrence Crawford is really not interested in doing that.
6: Mike, what have you made of um, Errol Spence coming out and saying that he demands 60-40 in a, in a fight if it was happening against Terrence Crawford? Do you think he's got
5: well, a point? Well, he actually told us that on our podcast. Um, and I think he does have a point, absolutely. Errol Spence is, is clearly the bigger draw. Uh, he did over 300,000 pay-per-view buys in the U.S. for fights with both Mikey Garcia and Sean Porter. Crawford, uh, his pay per view with Victor Postal a few years ago, didn't even, I don't even think it cracked 75,000. And then the Amir Khan fight did in the low 100s, I believe. And I, I saw some people on Twitter say, well, look, uh, Porter, Mikey Garcia, those are better opponents. But I don't think they're so much better that it's going to do triple. Uh, I think Spence is a large part of that. Spence is, is a big draw uh, in Texas. He had over 45,000 fans uh, against Mikey Garcia. Yes, Mikey Garcia helped a lot. But Spence is the biggest, draw, bigger draw so far, and if he wants sixty forty, uh, he's entitled to ask for that.
6: If Spence is to come through Danny Garcia, which is a no easy task, do you think that fight will be made if Terence Crawford signs with PBC? Do you think? Do you think that fight will
5: happen? No, I don't. I don't see that fight happening until Crawford leaves Top Rank. Like PBC and Top Rank aren't really getting along great right now after Wilder Fury fell apart. And I don't see why, top, why PBC is going to help soothe that friction by extending a fight in the form of whether it's Al Spence or even Keith Thurman. Even the Udenis or Ugas would be a step up at this point.
6: Even if Terence Crawford was to sign a contract with PBC, do you think there's still no guarantee that fight happens?
5: I mean, surely Crawford and his team can negotiate with PBC at that time and say, hey, look, we'll sign with you, but the first fight has to be Spence. They're, they can do that. So. I think it's up to them.
6: Okay, let's move on to the heavyweight division. Of course, we had Tyson Fury cancel his fight on December 5th here in London. That was supposed to take place. We don't know what's going on with Deontay Wilder at the moment. What do you think Fury's next move is? What, what do you think Wilder's next move is? We know Joshua's boxing.
5: I think Tyson Fury's next move is going to be waiting to see what happens on December 12th with Anthony Joshua and Kubrat Pulev. Obviously, I and everyone else would be shocked if Joshua had any problems at all with Kulev. So maybe they can make a deal shortly thereafter, you know, whether you know, in the new year and get that Joshua purified done for the spring two-fight deal. I know they already have their financial agreement, right? We already know that they agreed to 50-50, 60-40 for the winner in the second fight. I don't think it's that complicated a deal to make, um, relatively speaking, of course. Anthony Joshua is not tied to the zone. They can do that fight in ESPN pay-per-view, no problem if they want uh, contractually. So uh, on the other side, Deontay Wilder, I don't know. I, I, think, I, I think I see him fighting a Charles Martin type, some kind of – I'm not saying him specifically, but some kind of comeback type opponent. Um, and then, and then I, think, I think what makes a lot of sense is if you're PBC and you're Al Heyman, you kind of pit Andy Ruiz against Deontay Wilder next year in a pay-per-view fight. That would do nice business, I think, in the U.S. It's a really good fight. I think it's a 50-50 fight, great style clash with the big puncher and Wilder against a, a pressure fighter who throws big punches and is fast, and Andy Ruiz, uh, I think Ruiz gives Wilder a lot of problems, and I think I'd even lean toward picking him in that fight if he's in shape. But first, Ruiz is going to fight Chris Ariola in early
6: 2021. Okay. So, yeah, as I said, Anthony Joshua, we know his next move against Kulabrak, Pulev. uh What's your understanding of this situation going on with Fury and Wilder, where they're in a pe- period of arbitration, um, and it potentially might end up in court? Can you tell us anything on that, Mike, please?
5: Well, it, it won't go to it won't go to a court probably because the contract that that two fight deal they made for the second and third fight it contained a dispute resolution provision that basically said if something like this were to occur, it would go to mediation first, followed by binding arbitration. So that arbitrator will be able to decide it legally. Say, all right, you, hey, Tyson Fury, you have to give this third fight to Deontay Wilder or maybe you have to give him damages. But I think there will be clarity, hopefully before the end of the year there.
6: What did you make with Deontay Wilder calling it out dead and white?
5: I, I, I love that fight too. If not, you know, Deontay Wilder, you know, De, there's a bunch of heavyweights right now. Let's like push Fury and Joshua to the side. Let's assume they fight each other. You can mix and match Deontay Wilder Alexander Povekin, to a lesser extent, Dillian White, Andy Ruiz, maybe even Joseph Parker, Alexander Usyk. I make a lot of really fun fights. I mean, I love Wilder and Dillian White. Both guys talk great trash. (laughs) They don't like each other, really. And I think, I don't know who wins that one, either. I think that's a great fight. I think Ruiz and White is a great fight. I I think um, you could do kind of like a three kings there. Just do do like like a tournament of sorts.
6: You could. I mean, Wilder listed Joseph Parker, Alexander Rusick, Dylan White, Andy Ruiz uh, in his list, but he also included Robert Hellenius, which took people by surprise.
5: Yeah, it's kind of like the whole the old Bob Aram trick, right? Bob Aaron will say, Terrence Crawford, well, he's going to fight either, you know, uh, Mean Machine or Sean Porter or Errol Spence next, <laughs> right? So if he's, if he's throwing Robert Hellenius out there, there's probably a good reason for that. Although I do expect Robert Hellenius to face – Adam Kovnaski in a rematch in early 2021. But it never wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw Wilder fight a Why else is he going to throw the name out there?
6: Mike, in terms of the network situation, uh, of course, Canelo Alvarez boxes on Dizone uh, after splitting up with them. How do you think Dizone and uh, Eddie Hearn are getting along uh, in the U.S.?
5: I, I think certainly this helps a tremendous, tremendous deal. Eddie Hearn brought um, Canelo Alvarez back to zone. He deserves credit for that, and look, it's a one-fight deal. But if, if Eddie Hearn could somehow get it done, that where Canelo fights Triple G for a third time in the spring, then the Zone's gonna have to be very happy with Eddie Hearn. You know, it's obvious that Eddie Hearn hasn't had the splash he wanted in the U.S. so far, but this is great. He's making headway now toward doing that.
6: Yeah, a lot of people were quite critical of the Zone during this kind of pandemic period. Do you think that was a bit harsh?
5: Uh, yeah, I think it was a bit of an overreaction. Uh, certainly, certainly things looked grim, and, and they have been bad so far. I mean, we haven't had a single good fight on the zone since Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas, probably in February. I mean, what else has there been since then? Devin Haney fight was a mismatch. Maybe I'm. Forget- I mean, Usyk was good, but that was you know that was a UK fight. I'm talking about fights in the US in prime time here, and there really hasn't been anything. Obviously, that's not going to change with Danny Jacobs against Gabe Rosado. Um, but December's looking really good. Canelo, Callum Smith is a great fight. Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell, that'll probably be in December. Um, Golovkin, Zarameta, not great, but just watching Triple G fight is always nice. Joshua Pulev, not a huge fight, but it is, it is one of the biggest stars in the sport. So things are starting to look, look a little better there.
6: How does Joshua write in the States?
5: Doesn't have the biggest profile here yet, but it's getting bigger and bigger. He obviously did sell out Madison Square Garden. That was impressive. And um, look, I don't know. I mean, Joshua, you know, certainly Canelo is far bigger than Joshua here. Uh, Fury is a lot bigger than Joshua here too. But I think if Joshua were, were to fight here a couple of times, uh, he would get a lot bigger. And I certainly think that, that fight with Fury, if it happens, is going to do easily over a million pay-per-view buys in the U.S.
6: Just before I let you go, Mike, I want to quickly get your reaction to uh, MTK signing a lot of Golden Boy fighters recently, uh, including the likes of Virgil Ortiz and uh, Jojo Diaz as well uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, what have you made of MTK's move into that kind of West Coast market?
5: I think it's really smart. I think you know the West Coast has a lot of great fighters, and boxing is really popular here, especially with the Latino fan base, and it's um. It's great. You know, fighters have had a lot of issues with Golden Boy over the years. So if MTK can help them, that's that's good for everyone. Jojo Diaz has been under-promoted for a long time. He's a champion. Talks a great game, too. He has a great fighting style, coming straight forward. So I think it's time that Jojo Diaz is given main event opportunities and uh, time for Virgil Ortiz to step it up. And we'll see if MTK can work with Golden Boy to get that done.
6: MTK, of course, did a deal with uh, Havoc as well uh, in terms of their New York side of things with uh, Andre Rosier as well. So they're making a real mark now in America, aren't they?
5: Yeah, they're definitely starting to pick up some young fighters, some good ones. And it makes a lot of sense for them to expand. They're already already dominating in the UK with guys like Tyson Fury, Josh Taylor, Billy Joe Saunders, Carl Frampton, Michael Conlon. And now we're going to see if they can do the same thing in the US, but they're off to a great start.
6: Well, so Mike, good talking uh, boxing movies today on uh, IFL TV. Look forward to a bigger end of the year for the sport and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. All right, top man, Mike?
5: Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you in person finally at a fight uh, when we get back to things.
6: Hopefully when we get this vaccine sorted.
5: <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Mike. Cheers.
2: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt K.O. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt K.O. Free, impartial um. advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. The Wayne's complete here. I'm joined by Alan the Savage Babbage once again. All right, mate? Yes, yes, I'm good, brother, I'm good. I'm talking to Alan right now, yeah?
4: Yeah, you know, it's the day before the fight, so it's all mixed up, you know, I don't even know who I am anymore, you know.
2: I was talking to Tom Little just a little while ago, and he said that at the weighing, you said to him,
4: you've picked the wrong side. What did you mean, by that? He did, you know. He 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 went against me. You know, I I was I thought he's my friend. You know, I don't like people like that. He's a sellout. You know, I don't like him no more. You were quite
2: relentless in your attack on on Tom yesterday in the press conference. You were saying a lot of things about, obviously in reference to Hergovic, etc. He's obviously at some point this week upset you. Is that fair to say?
4: Well, listen, I I never watch. Nothing, you know, about the fight week. But then, just before the conference, I just went to look at, you know, just to see what he's talking about. in every single interview, he killed me, you know, talking about such a, I don't know, just like, like, I'm, like I'm a worst guy in the world, you know. I don't know. It, I just didn't like what I saw. You know? I just didn't like. It. I don't know where exactly he hurt me, but even my media at home, you know, he said something and they transferred it to my home in. It went against me, you know. Like he's I don't know. I don't want to even talk about it. Like, it just upset me. You know. I, don't, I don't, I don't really know when, but I just re- read some shit and it all went fuck. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: um, and uh, yesterday as
2: well, you spoke to you know who Andy Scott is now, yes. You know, <laughs> you know he's not the commentator on the on the fight night. You know that now, yes, Alan.
4: Yes, I apologize a million times because Dylan told me. I bet Andy. I don't know, some money for the Neil Kennedy fight. Because Andy, some Andy, <laughs> one Andy said I'm going to lose by a knuckle, and stuff like that. And then I heard commentary on the Sky, Sky Sport. And he was all against me. No, I knocked, knocked Kennedy out. And he was like, no, it was a slip, oh, but not good. Then I thought it was this Andy. No, but I said to my coach, he's my favourite guy here. He's such a liable, likeable guy. Why he say that? And then uh, I realized he's not that handy. I was, I, was, I was sorry, right? I said sorry a million times. But I was really mad at him.
2: Okay, well, it's been sorted out now, so there's no, there's no, there's no issue. When, um, when you look at that guy there behind you, what, what, do, you, what do you see? Uh,
4: I like what I see, you know. I like what I see. That, that is why I've who I become, you know. Just being here on that billboard mm-hmm. means a lot to me, you know. To Alan means everything, and I'm always gonna fight like that. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna be that guy. You know? I just wanna be that guy. You know? I don't wanna be normal. I don't wanna walk down and nobody look at, looks at me. You know? Or work some part-time job like normal job. I don't want that. I never wanted that. You know, I wanted this. You know? I want the drama. I don't fucking care. You know? Whatever fans want to do, I will do it. You know?
2: You've said that you would look to knock Tom to out inside. Around yesterday, Dillian White said to me yesterday, as well that you're more than capable of doing that tomorrow night.
4: Yeah, listen, I keep knocking guys out who are better than me, who are stronger, bigger, everything, and everybody just keeps saying the same stuff. You know, I think Tom is gonna die in one round. Not literally die, but you know what I mean. You know, I think he's, I'm gonna rip him apart. You know, you don't know what I can do. Uh, apparently, nobody knows what I can do. They all say I'm gonna gas out. My best rounds are four to eight. Those are my best rounds. The only problem is nobody survives till round four. It's a long time to go with the Savage. I'm going to throw 100 punches in round one, counted 100 punches in round one. You know, I'm not going to let up. That, that's going to be my number. Now, so I don't know why people say I'm not going to. Tom, is, Tom, Tom didn't run around in three years, and I knock out everybody you put in front of me. So I really don't understand the logic, but it's okay. It's better for me, you know, to, people to think that he can beat me in some way.
2: Does it genuinely uh, annoy or aggravate you when people refer to your size in the division and um possibly not the really the opponents that you fought, but just they kind of question what you how you'll fare into into yeah. later rounds of fights into deep waters shall we say
4: yeah no it doesn't annoy me know this it's normal, but I think that they go a little bit too far because after every fight they think okay they're going to get it now, you know. They want to understand what I can do. No, it, it just went worse and worse. So if I beat Tom Little, it's going to be even worse tomorrow. That is what annoys me, you know? No, no you, you can doubt me. You know? I, I love the critics. The critics made me. You know, you can doubt me all you want. I'm going to prove you wrong. But every fight I've won, they're going to say, oh no, he's still too small. He's still... I'm not a real heavyweight size, believe me. The heavyweights are not that big. You know, Tom is too big to be a heavyweight. That's what I think. And who can prove me wrong? Nobody can prove me wrong. Evander Holyfield had the same problem, you know that. Everybody talked to him. Evander Holyfield's top five ever, and they say he's too small. (laughs) So, of course, they're going to say it to me also. I'm not not even close to Evander Holyfield. So, I know how that goes. But I just sometimes, from time to time, I lose it a little bit. Savage snaps out and shit hits the fan.
2: But is it not fair that the public haven't seen enough of you to maybe make a full judgment of what they think of you. Is that, is that a fair thing? Because we've seen you fight 10 rounds in, in, five, in five fights and that's not your fault, you're doing what you're required to do, which is going to the ring and knock people out, which is you've been doing. But people, I suppose, can make a better judgment when they've seen more of you. Is that fair to say?
4: Well, that is fair, but why is it like that? they already judged me. You know, I'm already judged. I'm judged by my knuckles. I'm judged, but I was too small, I was never going to make it. Why do they jump to conclusions? You know, that is the problem. Just wait let me let me kill them, i'm going to be back one week after this if you want me to you know i said it this is my oh, third fight in 3 months so i am active i'm doing everything i can for you guys and then you say oh i'm not good on this and that you know they, they, they judge too quickly just let me let me see you no know, i'm going to surprise you,
2: you know? i think people are waiting to see if someone whether it be tom or whoever uh, tries to box you um, yeah. Yeah, that you know, if, if plan A is to take them out, what is plan six, B? No, what what is plan B? I think that's what people are wondering, isn't it? What When it yeah. gets into rounds sixes, sevens, etc. Yeah. Uh, if you're being frustrated because you can't get them out, what is the plan B?
4: Well, I, I can't get frustrated because I, I'll do that for 15 rounds, for 20 rounds. How can I be frustrated? I love it. I love boxing. I love the sport of boxing. I'm going to enjoy it tomorrow. Tom is already scared, Look, you look at him, you, look at him. you saw him. I, I enjoying this, I enjoying it, boy, I, I want to fight 20 rounds. I'm not going to be frustrated in boxing. I could be home doing, I don't know, construction work or something, that would frustrate me, you know, they just can't frustrate me. Look at me, the billboard, this, this is beautiful, this is a dream. I'm living the dream literally, you know, they all look past me, Chandel looked past me, Neil Kennedy also, everybody. I don't know why, I just enjoy it. Tom is the greatest boxer of all time for me. For the savage, you know, I'm gonna go into the ring like that. I know he can't handle that. You know, you will see. But there is no way to frustrate him. If you can frustrate me, you can have the fight. How the fuck uh, have the fight? I will say it. If you can frustrate me in the ring, I'm gonna gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. I'll say no mass. I can't see you doing that. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> You're the the first guy who who talk, talks like that. You know. Like some Listen listen to this, I have been fighting for 10 years every day in fighting shape. Tom did some crossfit, one month, and you think he's going to take me to distance. Where is your thinking? How can you think? How can anybody think that? Just tell me now, how? How? I am fighting 10, 20 rounds of sparring. He doesn't have that kind of sparring parts. He doesn't have that kind of coach. I, it's simple mathematics. How can he take me to deeper rounds than drum? It's so... And then there's stuff about the weight—like he's gonna what? Put—he's gonna lay on me. What's he gonna do? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I fight Dillian White. i sparred Dillian White hundreds of rounds. Dillian White, not Tom Little. The Dillian is bigger, faster, stronger. Everything. Better boxer. And I do okay with them. You know? So Tom Little's not gonna drown me. What the, what the fuck is everybody saying? That is what annoys me, and There's no respect. I do this every day for ten years. My sparring partners. Uh, are fucking crazy, you know. I got two Olympians in one club, and Turban on the way. You know. It's crazy, it's crazy, and that's why it aggravates me, you know. To say Tom Little done the one month of CrossFit and I'm gonna drown. What are you talking about? you are gonna do nothing. You're gonna see it. It's gonna do nothing. You know. Is that fair to say? Is that fair to say? <laughs> that's what I ask. <laughs> Is it fair to say?
2: Um, look, we've got 24 hours until you guys are in the ring, so. Um, yeah, I suppose you both did the talking in the ring tomorrow night.
4: Of course, that's my way. That's that's my way. No, I think he did. He did most of the talking this week. I didn't talk about him this week. Only for the press conference, I saved it for last. You know, because I'm not going to bad badmouth him. He, he had, he has terrible career if you look at it. Terrible. But I never said that. Never said it to nobody. He has he had not won around in two years, brother. <laughs> I haven't said that to nobody. You know, and he goes on me, and I have five knockouts in ten rounds. So it's crazy, it's ludicrous. You know? I don't know, let's see what happens. If he can back it up, it's going to be fight of the century. But he can't, so it's going to be a quick knockout.
2: It, it does seem like um, Philip Helgovich's comments that he believes that Tom Little will beat you this weekend. That seems to kind of yeah. have slightly—I'm not saying angered you, maybe rattled you. I he don't is, know.
4: He he's fucking angry, you know, because he's taking his side, and the Philip Helgovich said he's a bum. And I talked to Tom Little when he was fat and said, we're going to make it, but we're going to make this fight. And I'm the fucking A side here. No? He's not the A, he's the B side. F- what the fuck, brother? You, know? you come to here to fight with me, you got a chance to fight me. I got a chance to fight you, but you got a ch- bigger chance to fight me. And he has more to win than I do. I have nothing. Everybody expects a quick knockout. I have nothing to win out of this match. You know, just to prove what I already have proven three times, you know. So I give him... The opportunity that he comes, he backs up Hryvich, and Hrgovic said he's a bum. <laughs> you know, what, what did they say? I don't like that kind of friend. He's out of the savage army. Fuck him. If he doesn't apologize after the fight, I'm never gonna bring him back to the savage army. Now, I don't like, I don't need friends like that. But he's a sellout, and he proved that. You know? And he feels guilty now. I saw it in his eyes because he knows what he done. You know? Okay,
2: Alan. Uh, I won't take too much of your time because you probably want to go on. And- Chill out and
4: whatever else. Yeah, so, yeah, have you got
2: anything else you'd like to add before we finish?
4: Just uh, to my savage army, as always, I love you guys. I love you. I got so many messages, and uh, of course I can't answer them, but I will try after the fight. I will try to answer them all, but I can't, you know. And I just enjoy your your hospitality here. Is uh, is the good word hospitality? Hosp- how do you say hospitality? Yeah, yeah hospital, not hostility. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, hospitality in UK and. Uh, I, I'm just so blessed to be here. I'm gonna give you a fucking war. Just keep looking in behind you. <laughs> I like the picture, brother. You see, there's nothing pretty about that picture. Look at it. Just pure violence. Look at the picture. And uh, they're no model here. I'm not model. I'm not, I don't look good. No, I don't look like a six packer. I don't care about that stuff. Look at this. This is Joe Fraser kind of style, you know? I care about none of that. I'm a fighting man. I'm not a bodybuilder, I'm not a crossfitter. Listen, for this fight, I didn't do a single push-up. Everybody's going to confirm it. single push-up. I didn't do a single bench press. I didn't do a single nothing. Just box. I just boxed. I had four sparrings a week, and uh, other than that, it was technique. So let's see what happens. If it's crossfit against boxing, you're going to see that. You're going to see what crossfit does, you're going to see what boxing does. You know? I'm going to prove it to you. I always do as I say, AI. So, I, I said I every, every time I had a perfect judgment. So, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to knock out Tom Little. Live on Sky Sports
2: and the zone tomorrow night. Tune in, Ben Formella and also Alan Babbage versus Tom Little. Wardley against Larty, And um,
4: yeah. It's a good card. Yeah, it's a good card. Watch us. All right, mate. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rambo.